No. So could you please give us some good news on the show today? Some good news? Because everything seems to be bad. And I said, you know, I was kind of thinking the same thing. But here's what I came up with for good news. Are you ready? We don't get into politics here on the RP Show. That's the good news. Homie, don't play that game. That's not what we do. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada. Good day. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And to uh, Canadian sports fans around the world, of which there are millions, it's the Rod Peterson Show. We got some big, exciting news that we're going to get to here in the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. RP here, Moose here, there. Yeah. I'm Mac. He's Cheese. (laughs) Remember those days? I do. Uh, It is episode number 562. And coming up on the program today, uh, you can call it the J&J Show. We got Joey L. Ferry, and I'll say it again, from TSN 690 Montreal, when we were in Montreal last month, I guess it's two months ago now, time's flying, it's yeah. September, uh, when we were all over Quebec, people were saying, you got to get Joey Alferi on, you got to get Joey Alferi on, when we were doing our show live from the Stanley Cup final. Well, today we got him. It hasn't been easy to get him. He's a very busy guy. But Joey Alferi will be with us later on in hour one. And the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice major junior hockey team, James Patrick, he of his... 1,280 games in the National Hockey League. James Patrick's going to join us uh, later on. I'm very much looking forward to that. But let's jump into the quick six show topics, please. Oh, it's working. Director Jordan's back and everything's smooth. (laughs) Funny how that works. They sat here in a pre-show meeting, Rod and Director Jordan, and Rod looked at him in the eyes and said, you are never leaving the show again. That was just this morning. Yes. And he smiled at me like the the little sprout that he is. He was so happy. Anyways, for those new viewers, and we're getting tons every day. In case you didn't know, the Quick 6 show topics are of importance to me. Because it is the Rod Peterson show. So, number one of show importance is last night's hockey game. I assume we all watched, right? Canada beating the United States in overtime 3-2. Now, I was on a podcast last night in Vancouver for much of the game, but I watched the third period in overtime, and a couple things I want to say about that. Tessa Bonham is a rock star. And a couple years ago, I sat with her at the Sticks on Rose charity fundraiser with NHL, WHL players. It was awesome. I'm like, she was a star hockey player. She's a star person. And then she gets on TSN. She's a star there. She's one of those. I feel like she could do be great at everything that she does. Yeah. She was the panel host last night. So I watched a lot of that. But women's hockey used to be, even at the highest levels, a little slow. Didn't really catch my eye. But when the SO Cup was here a few years ago, which is the AAA midget, what do they call it now? Under 18 for insensitivity reasons. I stayed. I dropped the puck for the game, and then I stayed and watched, and I'm like, they can fly. They can scoot. That was the best under-18 females from across Canada, and then this here is what we saw Tuesday night is the best in the world, of course. These are the Olympic teams, correct? That's right. And so the one that really caught my eye, a lot of things did, but six and a half minutes into overtime, no whistles, three on three. Great saves at both ends, tremendous skill, speed. It's what I want in hockey. And it's like, if this is what women's hockey has to offer, sign me up because it has now become entertaining. And Marie-Philippe Poulain goes barred down in overtime. And it was one of those, I guess, thank God for video replay now that I think about it. Because the, the play would have kept going on. We would have never been able to prove whether the goal was in or not. Right. And then upon review, Canada wins gold. Bob's your uncle. They mob her. 
Everything was amazing. So, bravo, Canada. They ended that ugly run of the United States. Would they have five gold medals in a row? In a row. Canada had won since 2012. It is insane. And... Canada goes out and wins in the round robin 5-1. Yeah. Right? Speed has bag. Their, has their way with the U.S. And then they go down 2 nothing, and we're all like, oh, my gosh. Here we go. U.S. is going to win again. Mm-hmm. And they kept, they were resilient. The power play goal to get started. And they were flying. They were really flying. They were flying, exactly. And there's a ton of skill out there. It was a really great game to watch. Everybody was raving about it. So I just want to say, and my niece, Sido who is a freshman at Mercyhurst University in Erie, Pennsylvania. I talked to her dad during the game, and I said, do you think Sid will ever play for Team Canada? And uh, we had a little discussion about that last night while we were watching women's hockey, and it was just big fun. So congratulations, Canada. And I will also say this. What would you rather have, a World Women's Championship gold medal or an Olympic gold medal? Don't answer that. Because we all know the answer. The job's not done. That's right. So just keep pounding. As Riverboat Ron Rivera likes to say, a lot of time spent on uh, women's hockey. So there you go. The warm up, by the way, is brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, Ecole Electric. Let's get to work. Number two, the Edmonton Elks cut offensive lineman Jacob Ruby due to, uh, I wrote, vaccination falsification. So. I don't know what's going on in Edmonton. I feel like it's like, I don't want to know what's going on up there. <laughs> it just looks really bad with that football team. And for those that don't know, he was released. Jacob Ruby, offensive lineman. This pertains to everybody. You don't just have to be a CFL fan. And they announced via Twitter that he was, he broke what COVID protocol or something along those lines for COVID reasons. Jacob Ruby's out. Somewhere along the line in a news conference, the president of the football team blamed some of the players' wives for the outbreak that caused them to have last week's game postponed. And now we find out that Ruby produced a false card saying he was vaccinated, and he's not. And listen, have we not all thought of doing that? I did. Before I went and got vaccinated, my card's real. I just thought, what if I do this? See how my mind works? My card's handwritten. <laughs> so is mine. By the doctor at the so Save mine. Foods. So, so is mine. But it worked. They took it. Because, because that's the whole thing. Because we were talking about going to Nova Scotia for the uh, football, the Maritimes Football League game, right? Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, we're not vaccinated yet. But what if we just made up these cards and said that we were? And I'm like, eh. Listen, you can't be put in jail for thinking. Right. Or I'd have been jailed long ago. Okay? So I thought about it. But then I thought, do I really want to be caught falsifying, falsifying a government document? Don't think so. It's okay at 17 when it's a fake ID trying to get into the oh, double wait, deuce in Saskatoon. I already did that. Wait, yeah. don't. I think the statute of limitations is out on what happens in the Torquay Motor Hotel. Okay. Yeah. So to clarify, so I wanted to go back to Dave Naylor's tweet. Okay, what did he say? So he said he wanted to clarify that Ruby did not falsify documents, even though that was what originally came out. He said, clarification on Jacob Ruby's release by the Elks. Ruby did repeatedly misrepresent to the team that he was vaccinated. The club did not demand proof until recently. He could not provide it, but he did not falsify documents. And he wanted to apologize that his sources were wrong in that one. But he did misrepresent. The team kind of thought he was vaccinated. 
He lied about it. He just didn't have proof about it. That's, That's right. what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So over this, um, there's a lot of football players that are anti-vaxxers. But I'm just, I'm not in the mood to name specifically who they are. But I had one last night write me and say, Rod, can you share my video here on Facebook of what I think about what the Rough Riders are doing and about this? And I said, that's a hard no. Uh, how about no? I can't. I love you, but I'm not doing that. He understood. Okay. Told me he loved me. Good. Uh, but it rolls into point three. The National Football League Players Association is investigating Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer for hinting in the news conference that they cut players because they weren't vaccinated in Jacksonville. And then you saw Bill Belichick, I would assume you saw, the coach of the Patriots, asked when they cut uh, Cam Newton if it had to do with the fact that he's not vaccinated. And it's just like, where are we as a society a year and a half into this? And I just got to think that we all thought, but no, no, because I'm not a leader. Politicians, health officials, and business leaders just figured everybody would get vaccinated. That's, that's the sense that I get. And now that they're not, 25% aren't up here and close to 50% of the states, it's thrown everything out of order. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, a little bit. You, you expected it to be a lot more than it is. And, it, and it's been pretty good with the number of people that have been vaccinated. But you just thought we'd get really close into the you know, 80s and 90%. We have no problem. Start playing. Right. <laughs> and we were trending, right? But the trend didn't continue. You know, the people who wanted to get vaccinated got it really quickly, and our numbers went right up, and it was perfect. And we're like, holy smokes, if we stay on this trend, everyone's going to be vaccinated by the end of the summer. And it just didn't happen. But there, you're right. There are a lot of football players who aren't, who aren't into it. And I don't know where it is with hockey players or not. I mean, yesterday, John Paddock sat in that seat and said that uh, we're moving towards John Paddock, the general manager of God's team, the Regina Pats, said we're moving towards... Uh, fans are going to need to be vaccinated and obviously they're players and doesn't, doesn't just seem to be a problem there. So I don't get it. I, I just can't believe what's going on and tired enough of talking about it. I'm trying to find this week's CFL odds at Odd Shark. Clark, can you find him? We got, we got some time. If you know where to go to find them, I don't know. I thought they would come right up here and they have not. And the reason being point four is, here is Labor Day Classic previews. And it is our poll question, by the way. What is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League's week four? It's Labor Day Classic week. Mm-hmm. So your options are Montreal at Ottawa Friday, Winnipeg at Saskatchewan Sunday, doubleheader Monday, Toronto, Hamilton, Edmonton, Calgary. Did you find them? I got them. Leading on Facebook by a mile is Winnipeg at Saskatchewan, which doesn't necessarily surprise me based on the demographics and analytics of our viewership. Did you find the odds? Because I'm going to write them down. Did you find yeah, them? Yeah, but they're, yeah, we're always getting a little bit different. But um, Montreal, Ottawa, Montreal is favored by six and a half. Okay. The opening line on Odd Shark was two and a half, but it's six and a half now at Bodog. Yep. Winnipeg, Sask. Uh, Saskatchewan by four and a half. Mm-hmm. It was three and a half, the opening line. They've moved Saskatchewan to four and a half. Um, Toronto, Hamilton. Hamilton's favored by two. Come on. They were favored by three and a half to open. After their win, recency bias, maybe. Uh huh. And Calgary's favored over Edmonton by five and a half. I would have thought it would be more. Yeah. Which we kicked around on our uh, television program 
the other day in the huddle. Do you think Edmonton can overcome all of this bunk? Why do we have no comments coming in, by the way, on Facebook and YouTube? I'm not sure. Do you think Edmonton can overcome all of what they've been through the last couple of weeks? And, and the only reason I think there's a slight chance that they can not embarrass them. And then, boom, they just showed up like crazy. Somebody pushed a button back there. Oh, yeah. Speak and you'll be heard. Uh, your Titans last year, did they not practice for like two weeks and came out and kicked somebody's ass in the game? <laughs> Buffalo. And, right. And we were all like, who needs practice, apparently? Yeah, they couldn't practice. So they just Remember came that? together and, yeah, absolutely. They just took it to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so apparently practice is overrated. Do you... So do you think Edmonton could just overcome this, like waving a wand? And, yes. They're not, they haven't practiced in 10 days. Yeah, and I'm understanding they're back to, to workouts and going to get on the field here, but they could, absolutely. Stuff like this, moments like this, can be what pulls the team together too. You know, when you go through these types of situations and you have negative pub and people are talking bad about your team and you're not getting vaccinated, and in that locker room, they might pull everybody together. Guys, yes, there's all know, of that. There's all of that. So they might come out and just, you know, light the world on fire. You know, Edmonton, and they might completely fold. Like, I just, you just don't know which way these things are going to go. But there's an opportunity here for this to really pull that team together and get their season on track. Some great games. Uh, with uh, I, Now that we have all the viewers' comments coming in, a flip was clearly not switched. Uh, my man Gary Chop Bresh from the Regina Rams alumni writing in and says, who are some hot cuts from the NFL who could wind up in the, NF, in the CFL? And uh, it's interesting, Jeff the Stamps fan answering that, saying Nate Hawley, Mark and Michelle, Trey Roberson could all be heading back to the CFL. I think we've closed the book on Cam Newton ever doing that, although I noticed the polls yesterday, uh, Houston's leading for the services of one. Cameron Newton. And I'll tell you what, you showed me the video of Colin Cowherd yesterday where he said that Cam Newton was deemed too immature and not responsible enough by the Patriots. Did you see the news conference above all the Patriots people? I said that you saw Teddy Bruschi this morning, probably. Yeah. Saying that they were raving about Cam Newton and the kind of guy that he was and the kind of leader that he was. So do you think Cowherd's wrong or are those guys just trying to cover for Cam Newton, do you think? Probably a little bit of both, a little bit of covering for Cam. Like, Bill Belichick comes out and says he was cut for football reasons. Mac Jones won the job. Yeah. And that's what he needs to say because he needs to have confidence in the quarterback, put confidence into the quarterback that's going to be playing. Cut Brian Hoyer too, right? Mac yeah. Jones is the only quarterback they got. Only one that we know of. So that's all him, you know? So yeah, he said all the right things. We'll never really know. I was with some football guys yesterday, and it's quite interesting how teams are only dressing two players now. Uh, in the CFL and NFL. Like, there's only two quarterbacks and a lot of 53-man rosters in the National Football League. It's wild yeah. what's going on right now. But we'll wait to see who uh, filters to the Canadian Football League. Point five is quiet times in the NHL. I went to NHL.com, and not that that's the best news source because they just show you what they want you to see, right? It's yeah. all top plays, top 10 plays from last year. Five questions facing the Anaheim Ducks. I can figure that out on my own. There's not much going on in hockey. This is the, the World Women's was the pinnacle. Yeah, this is the calm before the storm. 
when it comes to the National Hockey League? Uh, NHL, yes. In the, yeah, in the NHL. And did you see the motor cor- uh, motorcade was by when Bedard I, got I, in the I town? I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I saw it. It was on- a Joe Biden-worthy motorcade when Connor Bedard landed and came in from the airport yesterday. It was amazing. It parted all the traffic. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the calm before the National Hockey League storm. I mean, Western Hockey League camps are opening today. Uh, in in certain markets, and National Hockey League camps are getting set to open. So uh, it's calm for a couple of weeks here, and then it'll pick up real quick. We're almost out of time, but Dion Langevin writes in and says, "Any news of Springer hurt himself yesterday?" Um, no, but you see, George Springer got pulled from the game. Blue Jays lost to the worst team in baseball last night. I was hoping that we could avoid that to the Baltimore Orioles, and they pulled him at third, put in a pinch runner, and he didn't want to come out. And I started thinking, where would we, the Blue Jays, be if George Springer had played every game this year like everybody else? Because he's won games on his own for the Blue Jays this year. Clearly, he's won games on his own for Houston. I'm not sure I want to talk about that today. but Or right now. Maybe Joey Alfrey might have thoughts on that coming up next. Uh, but... To close the warm-up, we've got a brand new sponsor here, and we're all excited about it. This just came down this morning. The first hours presented by the World Rugby Sevens, the ultimate all-day party taking place in Edmonton, September 25th and 26th. Two eight-hour days featuring teams from across the globe in action-packed Rugby Sevens matchups. The party continues in the stands with incredible costumes and unforgettable memories. Trust us. You've never seen a party like this. Purchase your tickets today at CanadaSevens.com. I've heard about this. I've heard about what goes on at these Rugby Sevens games. And now Edmonton, Western Canada, you're going to have a chance to see for yourself. They present the uh, first hour of the RP show, the World Rugby Sevens, coming to the City of Champions. So welcome aboard. Joey Alferi coming up next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.